Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Dev Chen Symposium. I'm Yves Chen, and I'm Alex Severo. This is the place where interesting topics are discussed, ideas are examined, and culture are fused. All opinions are welcome, and we embrace beliefs from all walks of life, big or small. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Devchen Symposium. I feel like it's been a while. It's week eight. Oh yeah, it's been such a long time. And thank you, everyone who has been listening to us since week one. We've had a whole bunch of different episodes now, and we're so happy about all the reviews that we've gotten and all the responses we've gotten from people. And we're very grateful for all of our listeners right now. Exactly. And Alex, you're safe back to Los Angeles, so we're now doing、mm-hmm. it. Through Zoom call,、um, technology. Yeah, by coastal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like for people who do podcasting, I do really feel sit right next to each other is so much better than like.、Oh, but it's、yes. COVID, so you don't have a choice. Yeah, and what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, you gotta believe in yourself and believe in something, which is exactly our today's topic: religion. <laughs> yes, that is particularly our topic,、mm. and not just about religion, but also just. Why one would enter a religion? Why one w- wouldn't enter a religion? Just the purposes of religion, not just in present day, but throughout history, and also why people would feel comfortable or feel safe believing in God, and why people would feel comfortable and safe in not believing in God. Exactly.、And、just going throughout it in a very conversational way. We're not going to look too much into theology or academia or anything of the sort,、mm. because this is just going to be a conversation between two individuals with. Very different views on religion itself. I am a practicing Roman Catholic, and if you told me that you are agnostic, yes. Yeah, I personally don't have a specific religion. I would say, but I do believe in the greater energy of the universe. So when、mm-hmm. you're saying God, like I mean, God has a so many different kind of format and in different style of religion. So、mm. yeah, let's start on、um, um, like where do we stand on religions, Alex? Do you want to kick、yeah. it off? Well, I guess if I want to kick things off, where I stand with religions, I guess the only safe answer is I will never really know where I stand. I can say that being a part of the Roman Catholic Church and the Roman Catholic community is a very nice feeling that I have.、Mm-hmm. It's something that has brought me joy in my life. I mean, it gives me the ability to do what I love. I mean, going to church every Sunday, socializing with people, and talking to people, talking to people who are patient. And talking to people who really just want to listen to you, want to listen to what you have to say—that's a very valuable thing. And also singing in the church choirs, being able to sing with other musicians—that's also a really wonderful thing as well.、Mm. And being able to believe in a set of rules that, really, as a matter of fact, makes sense to me.、Mm. While at the same time, whenever I break these rules. I also have the ability to seek forgiveness、mm-hmm. through the sacrament of confession, and also be forgiven of my faults, because there's a system in place that pretty much prepares you and pretty much assures you that you will fail once in a while,、mm-hmm. or that you will essentially fail, like all humanity has failed.、Right. But as long as you go back onto the right path, everything will end up fine. So, like, when did you start believing in religion, and when did you start going to church? That's a good question. I guess you could say, all throughout my life, religion was an aspect of it. I mean, my parents are 
from two very different religions and two very different religious fields. My father is Roman Catholic. My mother is Hindu. And we always like to joke sometimes that I was Hindu Catholic. <laughs> I was baptized and taken to the gurus on the exact same day. Wow. And essentially, we always grew up with this dichotomy within our lives. Mm -hmm. But my parents left to my sister and I to choose our religions. My sister chose Hinduism. I chose Roman Catholicism. Wow, that's interesting. But hold on one second. So do you go to church with your dad, not your sister and mom? Is that how it works? No, actually, my father doesn't even go to church anymore. Oh, okay. He was just raised in those traditions and that culture because my grandmother mm -hmm. was a very ardent Roman Catholic. She very much believed in God. Mm -hmm. But they were never the kinds of Christians. They were never the kind of Roman Catholics that believed that Catholic theology was the greatest above all. They were very open and very fluid. Mm -hmm. But myself, the reason I went to church on Sundays was because I basically needed an environment where I could just experience quiet and experience true silence. What do you mean by true silence? So when I was 17 years old in high school, a lot of things were going on in my life, mm -hmm. like a lot of high school juniors. There's a lot of stress. Oh, yeah, I totally relate. High grades, <laughs> exactly like that. High school is toxic in different kind of format. We had a really big conversation about that before. But yeah, oh, yes. um, sorry yeah, exactly to cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, not a problem, not a problem. And essentially, in my field of experience one day i pretty much said i need to go to a place where i can experience some kind of silence so say and i always read about in churches how there's this eerie silence that people tend to make fun of in like uh, media jokes and entertainments a little bit but i ended up going into the church one day sitting down in the church and when you sit down in a church it's not an empty silence there's a silence that you can sort of feel that is very empty mm -hmm. itself. It's like you know that there's nothing else there mm -hmm. that's very hollow. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it was a silence where you sat down in the pews and there's this presence that was there, this energy that is there. And the kind of energy that really surrounds you, that you understand that there is something here, but it's not here at the same time. It's omnipotent, omnipresent, mm -hmm. but it is not in any way oppressive, so to say. It's almost as if you're standing in the middle of a very crowded room where you essentially, well, there are essentially things that will absorb the sound, mm -hmm. that will absorb everything. And that's the kind of silence that exists mm -hmm. and the kind of silence I needed because you would just sit down, take a deep breath, and you would just understand that literally there is nothing you need to preoccupy yourself mm -hmm. with. Of course, there are images on the walls. Of course, there is a giant uh, wooden sculpture of a man being nailed to a cross. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a very jarring image for a few people, especially my mother. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just a very silent place. Mm. And it's the kind of silence that can allow people to meditate. It's the kind of silence that encourages prayer. And it's just the kind of silence that reminds you where you are in the universe. Definitely. Wow. So like, do you think, is it worth it to join religion and then to get closer to God or the truth in your type of style of religion? That's a good question. And I don't really know, actually. Every individual, every human being was created very different from one another. Of course, we have similarities between like biological brothers and sisters and cousins and everything like that. But every human being has their own path. And for religion, you should join a religion when it suits you. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to know yourself and know what you need in life. And when you join a religion, you need to understand what the religion is able to offer you. Mm -hmm. For example, what I needed in my life, I needed a community. I needed to be with people that I cared about. I needed to be with people that 
would essentially be patient enough to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in an environment there that encouraged silence, that encouraged prayer, that encouraged reflection a little bit. And I needed an environment that had a certain set of rules in place where even if I broke those rules, I wouldn't be penalized to a very significant degree, so to mm-hmm. say. And that's the thing about Roman Catholicism is that if you commit a sin, if you break one of the Ten Commandments, and if you try your best to atone for your sins, the Roman Catholic Church will offer you forgiveness and a fair chance into heaven. Mm -hmm. And that is a very big concept of Catholicism, which is heavily contested in Protestant faiths and in many faiths around the world. Because in everyone else's views, there's nothing stopping a guilty person from half-heartedly saying... I feel guilty, I want forgiveness right now. And they can essentially be forgiven of their sins mm. and still be a sinner in the next moment. Yeah. And a lot of people sort of get contested about that. But the way I see it, though, is... And this is the way my uh, priests explain to me and the people I talk to within the church is that if you go about life in that kind of way, in a repeated way, then sooner or later, something in the universe, God's will, will decree that you will be punished to a significant degree. Mm. And and you will essentially keep going back and back and back, and eventually something big will happen to you where you cannot be forgiven anymore. Right. And you will essentially be like punishing yourself at the end of the day. It's like what the Buddha says in Buddhism, mm. holding on to anger or holding on to the negative emotions is like holding on to a hot coal with the intent of throwing it. Mm. You're the one who gets burned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like for me, my family is supposed to practice Buddhism. But I think my generation, like me and my sister and my brothers, we don't really practice it. My grandma was really um, religious and always practiced different kind of things. So I grew up with, you know, in a temple like from time to time. And there are really big ceremonies that we have to do. Then we have to do it and we have to do it properly. Um, like, you know, if people like newborns and also if people pass away then there are certain specific steps that you have to do in order to give them respect and also celebration or even mourning um you know i feel like the community is very interesting because i think in the younger generation in that area like less and less people who are actually practicing um, Buddhism and I will say people do have belief in their own heart but the really old school traditional way of celebration just the culture is kind of like faded away I will say mm-hmm. it's a little bit you know like people will regret it a little bit but I will say mm-hmm. it's really depends on individual as long as you have the belief and then you choose the way you would love to join a community no matter it's like ABCD different kind of religions or you choose your own mm-hmm. path as long as you have that driven in your heart then you're good exactly and that's the most important thing of all but just one question I wanted to ask when you grow, grew up in Shanghai mm. within China right. China Chinese culture itself and Chinese society that is inherently a society that doesn't have the same re- structured ecclesiastical religion so to say not the same kind of religions you would find in Christianity in Europe or Islam in the Middle East or Judaism within Israel itself. China, Chinese culture itself doesn't have this sort of encouragement to adopt a certain religion about God or certain beliefs about God, yes? Yeah, I would say yes and no. It's more like a cultural thing. So it's I would say it's like less political in some way. 
And then, I mean, history-wise, you know, a lot of people know religious is a tool to accomplish so many, either it's economical ends or it's a political end. Things that are different and kind of like the meaning are twisted in a lot of different circumstances. But I will say, um, of course, that depends on different situation. But in general, I will say from where I'm coming from, it's more like a cultural thing. So it's like generation passed down to another next generation. But it's not necessarily like we have to adopt this one belief to everybody. So mm-hmm. as a community in general, we can achieve some kind of political ends. But there are a lot of, you know, political riots is because of religion. Oh, yes. And the thing about religion and people's steadfast, uh, almost like their blind devotion to religion can lead them to do very dangerous things, mm. especially if the religion overlaps with the po- political spheres, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's very dangerous. But unfortunately, historically speaking, it's always the case. Always the case. Yes. I mean, a whole bunch of wars were fought in Europe particularly because of this, the Protestants versus the Catholics. Mm -hmm. It's still fighting to this day. Mm -hmm. Even after the Thirty Years' War, which is a very troubling time within European history, there's still conflicts in Europe about, uh, especially in Ireland for the longest time, there's uh, troubles between the Northern Irish and the Southern Irish, the Protestant Irish and the Catholic Irish, and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. And exists in all religions around the world. But I think... What's really happening now is that the politics of the localized countries, so like the politics of the UK, the politics of the US, the politics of the France, they are imposing those political issues within religion. So they're taking the sort of issues and social commentaries and they're using religion as one of the guises and they're taking religion and using religion as the motivation to take a particular stance on an issue, so to say. And it's a very particular case because religions on as a whole are communities. The, there is a Roman Catholic community. There is a Protestant community, which is Anglicanism, a Protestant community, which is a Mormon community. All of these places are, in fact, their own communities. And politicians and people who are in politics want to seek out these communities for their voting base to essentially gather enough votes to get them into power. And it's sort of catering to each of these religious groups and making them believe that these are particular problems that they must face. Mm. And these are problems that they must solve, right. so to say. Exactly. It's really dangerous to guess in people's head because if you mm-hmm. really do so, it could be either really 100% good or it could be really easily to go bad. And it really oh, depends yes. on the ruler's motivation. And whatever mm-hmm. is behind the whole theme and then behind the surface. You know, no matter oh, it's yes. coming from Asian like Greek or Roman or mm-hmm. early, you know, um, urban life in European style kind of, you know, a lot of the political architecture and then religious architecture are kind of built all together. And commercial mm-hmm. is a whole nother story. Or there will be cases oh, yeah. like three, all <laughs> of them like, you know, entangled with each other, which is super complicated now as mm-hmm. well. Oh, yes, absolutely. If you put business and and, like politics all together, it's a lot of things to, you know, (laughs) talk about. So many things Mm -hmm. to talk about. And for the longest time, religion, business and politics were melded together in the Middle Ages. Mm. I'm not sure if you remember, Eve, from one of our uh, classes that we took. We sometimes take these classes on uh, edX that are offered by Harvard University. One of them was about architecture. And one of the episodes was about how the cathedral 
like a Chartres Cathedral mm-hmm. or a cathedral like Notre Dame mm-hmm. or a Spanish cathedral or a British cathedral even was used not only for praying, but also for merchants. You would have merchants within the churches themselves, yes. bartering and everything. Yes. You'd have people meeting. Yeah. You'd have uh, heads of state talking with the archbishops right. to try to sway the people to their causes. So they became social gathering places mm-hmm. n- and not just places for prayers, yeah. which I'm not really sure how how uh, Jesus Christ would see that because Jesus Christ <laughs> made a whole, did a whole, uh, what's the word? There was a specific section of the New Testament where Jesus threw out the money lenders from the temple. Yeah. He threw out people conducting businesses, people who had ulterior oh, wow. motives as opposed to praying and reserved the temples, reserved the churches themselves for prayer itself. But you know what? Sometimes it could be a win-win situation. You know, yeah, perhaps. whenever there's a gathering, there's always informational exchange and then there's always a religious spread. So, you mm. know, it could be a, like a plus one situation. Yeah, yeah, maybe for those who um like wanted to get into detail of it, I highly recommend to take some courses. Me personally, oh, yes. when I first started my college, I took a super complicated class, and that class is a <laughs> whole like very detailed urban description infused with culture, architecture, history, even linguistic. So they analyze mm. from ancient Greek and ancient Rome to early European lifestyle how the each commercial center and then certain buildings and religious practice are evolved. And was, of mm-hmm. course, like a lot of diseases in that time. And then, you know, like whenever oh, yes. diseases and a fire happening was on top of like whole religious belief, a lot of people are get killed and a lot of people are taking advantages for um, people's belief. And mm-hmm. certain specific, like what time do people usually go to those um, buildings and like urban centers to do exchanges, either commercial or religious, and then how one influence each other. It's a lot of details, but it's really interesting. So like for religious specifically, how it changes the way you think and then the way you are. Well, I think in terms of this particular religion or just religions in general. Like for yourself. Your belief mm. and your religion. Mm. Interesting. I'm a, honestly, I'm a little bit confused. But of course, with religion itself, it is a very confusing matter. But believing in religions and being a part of a religion, it really instructs you and it really encourages you to be a part of something that's greater than yourself mm-hmm. and to really put yourself into perspective, like I mentioned. And you understand that there is something greater out there, that there is something that is controlling everything. Mm. And it creates a very simple way of looking at the world. It's who created the water, the land, and the sky? God did. Who embodied, who made man to be so full of fallacies as well as being full of such good? God. And who, why are we in this kind of world? Why is there suffering in the world? Well, it's because... Adam and Eve ate the golden apples in the Garden of Eden and God banished us and made us feel pain as punishment. And if that did happen, then why aren't all humans destined to go to hell? It's because Jesus Christ died for our sins and because Jesus Christ exemplified and gave the example through which humanity can attain salvation in the face of such extreme cruelty. Mm. And it creates a very easy way, an easy formula to go about one's life. And Honestly, it's these kinds of simple ways that one can achieve a true sense of contentment. Because if there's not much that you have to reflect upon and think about when you go about life, then 
it really opens you up to look at everything as how beautiful everything can be, how everything can just simply exist, and how everything can simply just be. And there's no need to have like organized cohesion, understanding every single little detail about everything. And I can essentially have the confidence to believe that I will persevere, I will continue, so long as I have faith that I can continue mm. and move forward. Let's dig deeper. So do you think religion itself changed the way you are? Or do you think the fact that religion really gave you a community and sense of belonging, a sense of hope that make what you mm. are? Ah, okay. So that's a, actually a really good question. I think that religion, I think that part of me that became what I am today before I entered religion was still inside me. It just needed a way to come out. And religion was one of the mechanisms to help. I knew I wasn't going to find that within my school because mm -hmm. my high school is a really wonderful institution, helps kids prepare themselves for college, but it's a very high stakes environment. Mm -hmm. It's a very tough environment yeah, with very high standards. I understand. And you need to, oh yeah. <laughs> we can leave that into like another episode. You know, oh, if yes, we have an episode on high school, then... Oh, yeah. High school stories and everything. Oh, my it's God. It's a exactly lot. Exactly that. I really it think a, a lot. lot of people can really relate to us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But go back to religion. Yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, religion offered me the avenue by saying, okay, we accept you as you are. Come as you are. Just be true to yourself. And we will accept you. Mm. And we will help you along the way. Mm. And there are teachings that the priests, there are teachings that the deacons will always say. It's just like... Well, look, if you want to go down this path, then you can go down this path. I'm not going to judge you. Mm. You, Everyone makes mistakes in their lives. Right. Everybody does things in their lives. Yeah. But who you are, you have to find that for yourself. And you have to be willing to say, I trust in God. I have faith that my true self will come out just as so long as I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. Just so long as I keep a clear head that I don't have to worry so much. Right. And just leave God to help everything and smooth out the path for me. I really like the way that you're saying it's kind of a way for you to discover who you are and it's a way mm -hmm. for your inner self to be let go and explode, kind of. Mm -hmm. Not only religion, a lot of the different community, for example, your habits, the school you go to, the people you hang out with, or the working environment you um, are in right now, those are all the means to finding yourself. And imagine you're like a 100% different kind of your inner self. Each step of your life, one part of it will be let out, will be let go. Mm -hmm. And I will say religion is part of it. And some people mm -hmm. choose to have um, one certain religion to follow and then find their true self. But some people choose not to. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, religion is something being used to, you know, interrelated with other so many other different kind of definition but i will say at oh, the yes. end of the world it's part of your choice and it's a means to your end but your end is more exactly. important exactly and it also just has to be your choice your willingness to enter it you should not join a religion or any kind of religious body because your parents told you to do it mm -hmm. or because there are people in your family that have told you that this is the right thing to do mm. You have to sort of discover that for your own. So how can you like fight for it? Don't you think it's really hard? Let's talk about that. If because mm -hmm. I'm I myself, I'm a sociology major, and then I do believe that a lot of people's believe it's really being socially informed and then structured. Absolutely. 
a huge amount of it is from your nuclear family. So what if your parents is telling you from when you were, I don't know, like three years old, like this is the religion you have to believe in. Of course, a lot Mm. of kids, they will say, oh yeah, of course, it's true. And then the time when they're older, then like years of, you know, cultivation has been built in your body. So what Mm -hmm. do you think is a better way for discover yourself and then kind of like don't 100% listen to what your parents told you to? Mm. That's a very excellent question. I think growing up around individuals who were like that and meeting individuals who were like that within the Roman Catholic Church, I can say one thing in particular is that for these individuals that have had years and years of conditioning, sometimes for like 15 years, sometimes the day they were born, to condition themselves to believing that this one faith is the true faith, they should take the time to go on their own to a different region of the world mm. with a different religious outlook. So yeah, so. I agree with so you on that part. So if you grew up on in a certain environment in the United States, say a small town with a particular religious dynamic, try going to a place like India and see what Hinduism is about. Or go to Saudi Arabia and try to get a glimpse of Mecca and Medina, mm-hmm. even though you're not allowed to. I don't think anyone who's a non-Muslim is allowed to enter the holy cities. There are still museums on the outskirts of these cities that have some of the sacred relics of Islam mm. that you can learn more about Islam itself and Muslim culture. Mm. And you can try to look into that. Or you can go into Ethiopia and visit the Ethiopian Orthodox churches mm-hmm. and see how they view God. Or you can go to Israel and visit a synagogue and see how Judaism approaches the concept of God. Definitely. I think in short, just be really, really open-minded and just be really open-minded and accept different kind of culture, adaptation, ways of doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Rephrase my question. It was actually really hard to find the true sense of yourself when, you know, 80% of yourself has already been cultivated by your parents in your body. It's Mm -hmm. very hard. But I will say... The older you are and in the more culture and more places you have been, then you will understand where you're coming from and what part that already has already been your, being built in your body is actually yeah. true or not. Exactly. Mm. And also when you leave the nest, when you leave your parents' house and you're not around your parents' influence 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that gives you the freedom and the opportunity to go to places that you wouldn't necessarily go to. Mm. It's part of the reason why college is important for some people. Mm. It's like going from one house to another house. Mm -hmm. And it's that sort of transition period where you meet other people your age. And then finally, when college is over, you can go out into the world with a friendship base or with people that you met, or you sort of learn enough to have the confidence to go out and experience new aspects of society and new aspects of the world and that's a very important part i have mm, to say definitely sometimes you have to disassociate yourself from your parents to a significant degree or at least to a certain degree i have to say i totally agree with that because i'm just exactly the example for that when i was growing <laughs> up of course like, okay yeah i'm like i'm like because my family is practicing buddhism and i'm supposed to be like that and i was mm-hmm. so quote-unquote religious because i was doing a lot of things and a little kid i will say okay yeah for sure that's like something that i have to believe in but i feel like right now things i been experiencing a whole different countries actually a lot of different countries a lot of different cultures and people from different socioeconomic status 
your overall knowledge for the entire world is richer. And then you have your own stake to choose what you follow and what、mm-hmm. you're not following, right?、Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. And I think, and I guess there's one question I wanted to ask about believing in agnosticism and believing this energy that exists in the world. This is something I wanted to ask Eve is that when it comes to agnosticism and Sort of concepts like it. Is it something that you ruminate on, so to say? Do you constantly think about how you do not believe in anything? Or is it mostly the kind of thing where you go about your day to day life and you're not too preoccupied with how things are? Almost the same way when I'm in Roman Catholicism, that I'm not too preoccupied with God intervening at every little moment, so to say, and I'm not fixating so much on that.、Mm. That's a very good question. And then that was something that I was about to expand on. So, for me, in terms of the term greater energy, it's because I do believe there is something that you can believe in, and there is something inherent great about humanity itself can drive you forward. And it could be in so many different k i n d of f o r m For me, it's just like I don't have a specific format. Which means I don't have a, for example, I don't really like feel that into the community in terms of like Roman Catholic or like Buddhism or、um, different k i n d of religion. And I do believe I have k i n d of my own way and paths for d o that. But I do believe in the greater sense of God in general and God in different formats. In a day to day life, I think the difference for me and the people who constantly practice religion is I don't really associate. About a lot of the daily incidents or my success or failure into religion. So、mm-hmm. I will analyze things more on a、um, like、daily basis and like personal、um, failure and success instead of there's something you did wrong and then you kind of like link a little bit of dots into religion itself.、Mm, that's very interesting.、It's, honestly, I've always was rather curious about atheism and agnosticism and everything like、mm. that. Especially since I was in high school and I met people who were atheist or agnostic. And I always sort of ask, ask myself this question. And sometimes I would ask them this question, especially if they were like friends of mine and everything. It's just like, how can you not believe in a particular God like Roman Catholicism or something like Judaism? Or how can you not be a part of a religion? And most of the time they would just tell me, It's just because of that. It's just, I do not believe in it. It's just who I am. It's just, I don't belong in these kinds of places. And it's just basically that.、Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. Some people are predisposed to do this, some people are predisposed to do that. We all find our own way in life. Exactly. And that's just how we are. Exactly. It's, you know, when we put everything into the level of religion, it's really granular, sounds like. But literally,、yes. if you break it down, For example, you have 10 different high schools to choose to go to. And then, you know, you go to the Roman Catholic high school, and then that person g o to a different、um, high school. And for me, I just feel like, okay, so those 10 different high schools, I just don't really resonate with what each of them. Like, I respect each of them, but I kind of like, I can do myself own taught way of education. I can go it on my own、yeah. way. So, yeah,、oh, yes. if you think about it that way, that would be like much easier. Mm hmm. Well, I can tell you one thing though. 
a long time ago, Monty Python created a film called Life of Brian.、Mm. This is right now. I think it's a comedy classic for a lot of、yes. people. There was a huge uproar from the Christian churches and especially the Anglican churches, I believe, that pretty much said that this was insulting Jesus. It was insulting the the New Testament and the apostles and everything like that. And there was this huge debate on a talk show between John Cleese, Michael Palin, and two other—I、uh, think they were theologians. One was an Anglican priest; the other one was a theologian who taught at Cambridge or something like that.、Mm-hmm. And John Cleese would always sort of point out the absurdities in the stories and everything like that, and how they're not making fun of religion, so to say. They're making fun of the devotions and the adherence to the religions and the people that could misconstrue these messages. For one particular meaning or another particular meaning, and even though these、uh, two theologians would always say hey, that, oh, you're making fun of Jesus and everything like that. When you mock the adherents, you're mocking the way Jesus lived his life, the w- teachings that Jesus had. And John Cleese and Michael Palin would always take these points. It's just like we don't we don't mock them. We don't make any references to Jesus as a character, so to say. It's all about the life of a man named Brian. It's all about the people around Jesus, so to say. And if they wanted to include Jesus as a character, they would have made him a very more visual presence than they actually did. Because、mm-hmm. for the most part in the life of Brian, you really don't see Jesus too much. You see him in the very beginning, speaking at the Sermon on the Mount. You see him in a couple of different instances, but for the most part, you are following Brian in his sort of adventures, which at one point leads him into space. But don't want to give away too much, so to say. Okay, so um. One more question that I really wanted to ask you: What have you think the instance that people who don't really get along or have conflicts because of different religious belief? And if you will give any advice, what's kind of the advice you're gonna give? Hmm, this is a very tricky question because the thing about people two opposing faiths, it's not the fact that they are of opposing faiths that is the issue. It's the fact that the history of the two faiths interacting with each other have had very violent histories. It's the histories of both religions being in conflict with each other. That's what fuels the hatred, and that's、mm-hmm. what fuels the sort of ignorances that exist.、Mm-hmm. Christians and Muslims have been fighting for a very long time. In the Crusades, there were religious wars that existed for close to about five hundred years, and even more so during the Ottoman. Austrian wars and the wars between the Ottoman Empire and Europe. Same thing with Hindus and Muslims in India. You had Muslim dynasties that came in,、mm-hmm. Hindu dynasties fought them back, and there was a great tension between the two. And I guess you could say the same thing about the certain Mesoamerican cultures and the religions of Mesoamerica versus the Christian religions and the Catholic religions of the Spanish. It was all about the context in which these、uh, these. Religions coexisted with each other, and the fighting that exists between the cultures, and that translates into the modern day. Even though the wars themselves might be over,、mm-hmm. the Protestant-Catholic、uh, conflicts may be over. People will still fight each other on these matters and on these issues. But the main thing that you have to do is you have to have an open mind and have an open heart, and you have to say what you are doing right now. You are not a warrior at this moment, at least as far as I know. You are not trying to hurt me. You are not trying、mm-hmm. to kill me. Right. You are not trying to do anything like that. You just want to talk to me as much as I want to talk to you, and let's see how we are similar, how we are human, and that's exactly what I sort of found being a Roman Catholic, looking into Islamic 
musical forms and Islamic traditions and reading into Islam itself. It's just the people who were in the past and there are a great many people who were Christians and Catholics who committed atrocities against the Islamic world and people on the Islamic side in the Islamic world who did the exact same things to Christians as well. There are bad people that exist everywhere in all facets of life. But we have to understand that that does not represent the entirety of the religions themselves. Definitely. Those are only particular aspects, particular sects, particular individuals within them. Mm. And when I approach somebody who is Muslim, when somebody who is Jewish, somebody who is Hindu, somebody who is animist, somebody who is atheist, somebody who is agnostic, I try to see the human being. For example, when I look at Eve, when I talk to Eve, I don't see somebody who is agnostic. In fact, for the many... in for all the time that I've known her, being agnostic doesn't really matter. I don't really focus on that mm -hmm. part of her. I just see somebody who is a sweet person, somebody who is nice, somebody who wants to talk to me just as much as I want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. And we just try to talk about life in general. Mm -hmm. And you try your best to listen. Exactly. Now, of course, for a lot of people, listening might be a little bit difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. myself, I confuse all kinds of different things. I mean, Eve can tell you right now, I confuse and get caught up in misinformation all the time <laughs> but as long as you have the effort you take the time and you have the patience for it and you'll just be amazed with what will happen that's really that's really important and at the end of the world yeah that's what uh, this is your line at the end of the <laughs> world <laughs> yeah this is like one line alex always say it's more about the way you interact and the attitude you have instead of the thing you actually do and mm -hmm. i do think people really value about your approach to doing things a lot more mm -hmm. what's your way of resolving some conflicts is more important than the conflict itself you guys cost right mm -hmm. it really exactly. depends on like how you um treat and how you solve deal with different conflicts or different believers mm -hmm. and as you said it really depends on individual because yes. you know like religious can have like 1000 different kind of permutation and computation in different people and mm -hmm. individually how you practice your own way and how you combine with your for example mm -hmm. like educational background religious belief and socioeconomic status the community you are belong to and the interests you have all those 100 different kind of things shape mm -hmm. who you are and that's the person that you interact with instead of, oh, I'm actually going to interact with this kid from NYU or I'm going to interact with this person who are Christian. Mm -hmm. It's kind it's, of like that. Exactly. Yeah. And the final note that I want to end things on is just like, while there are your ancestors, while there are people within your community that may have created the past, you alone can create the future. Exactly. And you can create the future that you want to see within your life. That's a great conclusion. Yeah. And... I think we already mentioned that have a really open mind to really mm -hmm. see who is this person instead of look at 10 different texts on top of this person first without mm -hmm. you trying any efforts to know him or her. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. It was a really great conversation so far, at least I think so. It and is. I look forward to hear what everybody thinks. Be mm -hmm. sure to check us out on Facebook, Spotify iTunes, Instagram. Everywhere. Just We're everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere right now. We're omnipresent. And yes, exactly. Omnipresent, <laughs> omnipotent. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so everyone have a great night and see you next week. Bye.